Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook. Today, I'm joined by Justin Wells for our weekly Thursday chat. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to this channel. We're bringing it every single day on On Texas Football, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all seven days of the week. You can catch content here. Uh, also, make sure you check out Inside Texas. We currently have a promotion where you can get uh, access, Inside Texas Plus access, all the way up to August 31st. So, winter conditioning, spring ball, uh, recruiting visits, official visit season, um, you know, summer workouts, and of course, preseason training camp. Get all that info uh, just for $30 up until the beginning of the year. You're going to want to stick around after that. So today, Justin, we have some interesting spring game news uh, to talk about, aside from it being fully set in stone. Talk about a place that you're going to see on the I-35 corridor this upcoming week. Uh, Rodney Terry, as interim head coach, a former Rick Barnes assistant, gets to take on his old boss uh, in Knoxville on Saturday as the Longhorns head to Tennessee. And then finally, we'll talk a little bit about a an interesting offer uh, that went out over the course of the junior day visit. So, uh, Justin, you, you got your uh, you're repping the UT system right now with. Uh, your UT Tyler sweatshirt. What you got going on Thursday morning? Oh, Thursday morning. Uh, it, it's one of my favorite mornings. Uh, I get to hang out with you, and we get to recap kind of everything that's gone on this week and what to look forward to this weekend. It's damn cold outside. Um, I can tell. <laughs> it's it's really cold, which is good. It's good January weather. And uh, just kind of grateful for another day at Inside Texas. So that's uh, that's how Rubble and I roll. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> it's January. It's the middle of winter. Uh, but we do know when the spring game is, when it's going to be, what time it's going to start. Uh, Chris Del Conte, I think last week on Twitter, posted that it would be on – I got to make sure I get this right because I've been messing up dates a lot lately uh, – April 15th uh, when the Texas spring game will be uh, 1 p.m., that's good info to have, but I think just in the most interesting part of that, and we even wrote about this on Inside Texas, you know, all these things have presenting sponsors. I remember during the season it was, uh, you know, game uh, Living Spaces and then Truist and then HEB and I think Yeti. The presenting sponsor for this year's Orange-White game is the Texas One Fund, uh, and that is the main uh, collective, na name, image, and likeness collective uh, that supports UT athletic or and UT student athletes. And, you know, I, I think this time last year, there's no way that could have happened. Uh, not only did Texas have, I think, several different collectives, you know, there was Occupy Left Field Fund for baseball, Horns with Heart, uh, who ran the offensive line Pancake Factory, basketball had one, golf had one, Clark Field Collective. In November, they all consolidated into joining under one basically unified banner. I forget when exactly it was, but I know the NCAA allowed for, uh, you know, UT people to show support. Now, UT funds can't go to it, uh, but, you know, Chris Del Conte can go and fundraise for it. I, maybe not exactly fundraise, but he can speak positively, positively of it. He can reference it. Steve right. Sarkeesian, I think he's going to be at a Texas One Fun event uh, in Houston in a couple weeks. And now, of course, the main name, image, and likeness collective, which is a key part of a lot of different transfer recruiting, 
part of the overall, not the single recruiting message, but part of an overall recruiting message. Uh, it's going to be right there front and center when people walk into DKR at, you know, 1 p.m. on, on April, I'm doing it again, on April 15th. And they'll see, and they'll probably search what is Texas One Fund and find a way uh, to contribute to it um, <clears throat> if they so choose to support Texas's NIL efforts. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In the business world, I think they call that synergy. And, and so I, I see I see a lot of that. You know, anytime you can incorporate, uh, you know, what Texas is trying to do with the NIL and the collectives and, and, and really put that on a pedestal, promote it. And by, you know, presenting, you know, presented by, you know, with the spring game, so to speak, to me, it shows, uh, you know, how far this this university has gone when it when it comes to NIL. It shows how much how much growth has happened in what a year and a half for, for the, the name, image and likeness and, and how, you know, college athletics has gone in that direction. You, you I mean, it just shows there's there is a unified group joe that that tremendously want to help texas student athletes and you have to you you just have to trust cdc and, and kevin l type and, and and jay hartzell and, and all those guys that make those big decisions you know they they they, they have a vision and, and right now it's to, to to maximize the student athlete at the university of texas and i think the fact that they're 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 doing this when they walk in like you said to the stadium everyone's going to see that and if it draws just a little bit more, uh, you know, for, for the athlete, athlete, student athletes, I think it's a win-win. It, it just shows a strong sense of promotion. It shows unity. And again, synergy. That, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's a, a bunch of different entities coming in as one. Yeah, and uh, you can see up on the screen right now, uh, our producer, Matthew Hutchison, has a little uh, window that shows the Texas One Fund website. Uh, if you're just listening and, and can't see it, there's a very prominent Texas figure uh, displayed on that site. And it's TJ yeah, nice Ford, turtleneck. Uh, with a very nice turtleneck. But TJ Ford is there, um, you know, just to show not only you have uh, I don't I don't think endorsement's the right word, but, uh, you know, support, I guess. I, I can't I don't know what exactly is allowed. I need to be better on researching that. But uh, it has, you know a some his face is there on the site i mean what what more needs to be said than that you have tj ford showing his face on that site as part of the efforts of that and i think one thing that um you know if you go to the texas one fund website and then uh later this week maybe even later today inside texas will have some more details a little bit of a frequently asked questions uh article about the texas one fund and nil efforts uh, but you'll see that this isn't just, yes, I mean, this is a way for Texas to support its student athletes and, and reimburse them for their name, image, and likeness. But there's a very charitable aspect. I think Texas One Fund is 501c3. 
um, all the the uh, the funds for these student athletes they aren't unlocked, I guess to say, until there's a charitable something done in the community. Um, right. Off the top of my head, I can think of. Uh, several members of the Texas baseball program, along with head coach David Pierce in the past couple of days, I think they went to an RBI Austin fundraiser. And I don't know exactly if that was related to Texas One Fund, but those are the types of events that a lot of the that the student athletes have to go to something charitable in order to be able to receive those NIL funds from the collective. And uh, this, you know, to bring it back to the original point, they're sponsoring the spring game. So they're going to be in front of, you know, let's let's be generous, 40,000 people who show up in Austin as part of that Made in Austin weekend, and they're going to see, oh, what's Texas One Fund? I wonder what that is. And then they'll see that site that uh, Matt put on the screen with, with TJ Ford. So um, used to, you know, there was no way any of this was ever going to be over the table. Uh, it couldn't yeah. be. It, it straight up could not be. If, if it was over the table – then people figured out what was going on, and then you got SMU in the 80s. Uh, we're a long way from that, obviously. Uh, pretty much, I think, 30 years ex- or maybe 40 years exactly uh, from that time period where SMU got hit with the death penalty. Now you have ways to help student-athletes, support student-athletes financially um, in a business sense, of course, no getting around it. Right. And that's something front and center with one of the staple sporting events of the spring for the University of Texas. Hey, if you want to get people's attention, you know, look at the football team, watch the football program. That's the central sport at the University of Texas. It's what it's what everything revolves around. And it and it, and it essentially funds most of everything. And to have it there front and center for, for, for all the fans when they come through. That's just it's smart marketing. It really is. And that's what it is. I mean, we, we, we don't have to, you know, it's marketing 101. And, and, and I'm not surprised. You can't be surprised in, in any facet. Uh, we've had a couple we've had the link up at Inside Texas and in our members board a handful of times. Um, it, it's just one of those things where you're, you're getting uh, a bunch of different entities coming together and really um, with one vision, with one goal. And, and, and it's one, I think it's one – I think we've seen just from the way we cover the team in recruiting how it has affected the program, how it has affected the roster, how the roster has improved because of it. And to me, that's just the, the fruit, you know, bearing from, from the tree. And I, and I, I just it's, – it's, if you're part of the University of Texas system and you're involved in this, you, you, feel, you feel included. You feel like you're one of the guys that's helping out in this process to help the student athletes. And I think ultimately that's been the goal. It's the student athletes opportunity, I mean, opportunity to, to, to use, to, to be able to, to, to gain something from this now. And Texas has found a really good way to do that. Right. So stay tuned inside Texas again, probably Thursday afternoon. Uh, have a lot of details. Talk. I talked with someone at, Texas One Fund, and uh, they give a lot of really good information. And I think it's very relevant to understand how that works, especially with the uh, whole University of Florida, uh, Gator Collective, Gator Guard, and Jaden Rashada uh, just, you know, story that happened this past week where Jaden Rashada, uh, a California-based quarterback who had committed and signed with Florida, backed out of his national letter of intent because uh, apparently, and this is what it seems like, he did not get the 
uh, the the NIL um, guarantees he was expecting was going to be really tough for it to come to fruition and stuff like the Texas One Fund. Make sure that it is uh, you know we've been told it's doled out responsibly and in a proper way, a legal way, abiding by NCAA Texas right. state of Texas stuff. So. Um, be sure Rashad to is going to be more of one of those outlier situations. You're not, those are going to be the exception to the rule. You're not going to have right. a lot of those. I feel like you'll and, never, and I don't so, think you'll see that at Texas. And someone was going to be the first one who goofed there. Yes. You know, whenever you have a system, you, someone's going to run afoul of the system or someone's going to mess up their process. And unfortunately for Florida, uh, it happened to be them to start off stuff that's organized like the Texas one fund helps to make sure, you know, that in, in most scenarios, in most cases, that things like that don't fall through the cracks for, for Texas. So be sure to check out that. Check out Inside Texas on Thursday. Could come out Friday, but we will have a lot of in, or information on that. Justin, speaking of Friday, it is kind of that time of year where either a lot of these top prospects, a lot of them at the smaller schools, are playing a little bit of basketball or they're running track or, uh, you know, spring football probably doesn't start till way later in the spring at the high school level. Um, if UIL schools decide to do it instead of take that third scrimmage in the preseason. Uh, but a lot of the top athletes and even top Texas uh, recruiting targets, um, they're either on the hardwood right now or they're getting ready to run in circles as fast as they can. One's on the hardwood. One is one of the top, I think, 10 recruits in the 2024 cycle could be one of the top one or two uh depending on whether you're an offensive or defensive guy one of the top one or two prospects in the state in 2024 um and that is lake belton uh wide receiver micah hudson you're gonna go check him out on friday night see him uh play hoops and uh maybe get a little bit of detail about how his most recent visit to texas went as well Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, I was actually able to catch up with him the other day on his post on his post visit. It was very brief, um, but we've and, and inside Texas has actually seen him. We saw him play a couple weeks ago um, whenever they hosted uh, Colleen uh, Chaparral. Look, Micah Hudson is very talented, and the guy does some explosive things on the football field and on the basketball court. And I, you know. That's what we do. We, we go watch these guys and we pay attention and, and, and we get closer and we, we try to figure out where we think these kids might wind up going. For me, I get to watch good basketball. Micah Hudson's a fun basketball player to watch. Selman Bridges, the new offer, who's scheduled to come and visit this this Saturday, a six-foot-four corner out of Lake Belton. He's fun, too. That, that, that kid can hoop. And so it this is kind of my joy of when football season's over. It gives me an excuse to go watch high school basketball. But you also you get to, to see the kid in a different sport. You get to see how they how they they handle themselves in a different arena. The thing about Micah Hudson that stands out in basketball is how strong he is. Because he's just six foot. He's about 190, 195 pounds. 
but he's so strong. The game I saw, he had 12, maybe 13 rebounds, completely outsized by the, by, by the defense. Didn't matter. And to me, that shows that, that shows that shows attributes you may not see on the football field sometimes on a Friday night. Basketball can really expose you. You're, you're, you're not you're, there's not 11, you know, 22 guys out there wearing pads. Um, it, it's a lot more open. And so I'll be honest, you know, we, we cover recruiting 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every you know 12 months a year. But when basketball season rolls around, I get I, I get a little I, I get happy because I get to go watch some high school hoops and I get to cross cross promote it with a, a little bit of recruiting information. So I'm looking forward to seeing those guys again. Yeah. And if you look up on that uh, screen, you see on the, uh, you know, the rankings you see on the screen right now, he's obviously a on three consensus five star number five overall prospect in the country. Um, if you kind of look down and, and dive deeper into the rankings from the individual services, you know, you see on three, number 12 in the country, still a four star, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, on three included. I don't think they've started giving five star rankings to very many prospects just yet. They kind of wait to do that as, as players go through their, their high school career. I think 247 does the same. Rivals has already jumped in. ESPN, I'm looking at it now. Their top 12 uh, recruits uh, are five stars, and those are guys with a 90 grade on that platform. So uh, that's all to say that nearly every, uh, you know, if you if you look about this time next year and Micah Hudson has those same uh, rankings, he's most likely going to be a five star across the board on all the different uh, platforms. And that's why, as you can see right now, he's got that number five consensus ranking. So definitely one of the top prospects in the country um uh, a wide receiver uh you know with like you said that explosiveness that <clears throat> you're gonna be able to see on the hardwood this upcoming week and <clears throat> excuse me yeah it's uh it's an interesting time because you know a lot of these players um they're doing basketball at this point in the year just to stay competitive uh you know michael hudson probably not gonna be playing basketball at the next level uh, yeah. he's gonna be playing wide receiver at the next level but it shows uh you know you can see some uh, athletic ability from these guys. You can see their competitive nature. I remember you came away super impressed last year as kind of a different tangent. You came away super impressed last year from Devin Campbell, DJ Campbell playing yeah. basketball. And you were like, wow, this guy's something. And that was just because of what he was doing for uh, Arlington Bowie on the basketball court. This is an opportunity to show competitive nature, uh, athleticism, and uh, you know, catch up as well with one of the top wide receivers and prospects in the entire country. Uh, do we have any idea? You know, we, we know that he went to this weekend's junior day at Texas this past weekend. Do you have any idea where he might be seeing uh, in the next couple of weeks? No, I, I don't think he has anything scheduled right now. I mean, obviously that could change. Uh, the thing with Micah, he was just offered by Georgia yesterday. So I know that he wants to try to set up a visit there. That'll be something I'll ask him about. Um, but, you know, Mike is kind of taking it pretty, pretty slow. He's this is a guy that doesn't like a lot of exposure. He doesn't do a lot of stuff on social media, as you can tell. He kind of he likes to keep a lower profile. And so um, that's one of the joys of going to catch up with these guys is, is kind of figuring out where they're going to be in the next few days, next few weeks. You know, he, he really likes Texas. He really likes Texas Tech. He likes to overlap from the coaching staff at Baylor to Lubbock. Uh, and he really likes Ohio State and, and, and wide receiver coach Brian Hartline. And so those are, I think, the schools you have to watch right now. But I'm telling you, the Georgia offer got his attention, and it should. 
that, that what they've done in the last two years is phenomenal. And so it, it, it's definitely a strong vibe going on in Athens right now. But college coaches love seeing kids compete in stuff outside of football. They do not want to see an athlete on the couch in the spring, whether it's playing basketball, running track, or like our man Taylor Tatum playing baseball. You know, it, it, they, they like to see the co competitors. That's what they want. That's what college coaches yearn for. And that's why you'll never hear these guys talk about specializing, because in this day and age, the more the, the more these kids play sports, the better off they, they wind up being. Absolutely. So uh, I'm excited to hear what you see over on the hardwood and uh, in Temple or in Waco, I think, on Friday night. Shifting gears a little yes, bit. In Waco. It's a little bit closer, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, shifting gears a little bit. Uh, Texas Longhorns basketball um, coming off a 14-point win over Oklahoma State on Tuesday. Uh, helps them now reach tie to be tied for the top of the Big 12 standings, or at the top of the Big 12 standings. Uh, Saturday starts a really, really tough stretch of games. Um, the one on Saturday is not going to be a Big 12 game, part of the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Longhorns are going to Knoxville, taking on Rick Barnes, uh, and taking on the number four Tennessee Volunteers. Really good defensive team. Oh, wow, it's a Rick Barnes team. What a surprise. Very interesting, though, that Rodney Terry, who was an assistant for Rick Barnes for so many different years, uh, for so many years um, uh, during the, the peak of Rick Barnes' run at Texas, uh, Rodney Terry is leading the Longhorns into Knoxville. And it's going to be a tough one. It may be a little bit of a defensive slog, uh, but should Definitely. be a, you know, a little bit of an emotional game. Last year, we kind of got all those emotions out with Rick Barnes' return and uh, former head coach Chris Beard being very welcoming of Rick Barnes and for all he did for the program, got a huge ovation at the Irwin Center. I was at home with a fever, whatever, neither here nor there. Uh, this time, it's a little bit more about basketball, a little bit about Rodney Terry also, but uh, should be a really interesting game and the start of a really tough stretch that goes at Tennessee, Baylor at home, at K-State, and at Kansas. Okay. If this was SEC football, this would be the polar opposite of their scheduling. Like, playing playing in the Big 12 in basketball is tough enough. And then you decide to have a friendly with the number four team in the country. Woo! This is what you, this is what you call a resume builder. Uh, Texas, it's always good to see Rick Barnes on the other side of the floor, by the way. I mean, you know, anybody that, that watched Texas basketball in the last 20, 25 years – Longer than that, that they've seen what Rick Barnes did for the program, and 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 you know what what we saw earlier with the Texas One Fund, his prize possession sitting on the on the on the front page in a nice turtleneck and TJ Ford, and so you know it's crazy that Texas has to play the number four team <laughs> in the country in, in in a mid conference game that just seems so nuts, but you know that's the beauty of basketball. There's so many more games, so many more opportunities. Uh, it's definitely the uh, a fun sport. Rick Barnes, man, Tennessee's got those guys. You know, Barnes, like you said, don't be surprised. That, that's a great defensive ball ball club, and that's what Rick Barnes does. His teams are always going to be really solid on defense. Um, and last year, I can't remember. I think Tennessee won last year, right? No, no Horns won by one. I think it was like 50-49, something like that. I, I predict another game, like you said. It's going to be a slog. It's going to be a – it's gonna. There's gonna be a playground element to it. Uh, 
just because both of these these teams play really intense defense. But like I said, going going back, seeing Rick Barnes is is fun. That that's great, especially for Texas basketball. I think the further we get away from Barnes tenure in Austin, the more people appreciate him, the more people understand just what exactly he did for UT that was just so massive on the hardwood. And so uh, it's it's burnt orange against whatever orange they are, smoky orange. Um, you know, Bright. it'll be fun. And then Barnes getting to face Terry. I know there's going to be some sentimental there. Like people don't realize about Barnes, he's kind of a joker, a jokester. And he's also a very sentimental guy. I remember when when Bobby Knight had brought him something, brought him something. I believe it was like a play, a game card from uh, his uh, record-setting win, or when they had coached against each 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 against each other. It was sentimental to Barnes. He loves that kind of stuff, and so I think you'll see that a little bit on hand as well uh, in Knoxville on Saturday. Yeah, it should be entertaining. We're talking to Rodney Terry later today over Zoom. Uh, the Vols just beat the dog out of the dogs, Georgia. Um, so both teams are, are doing pretty well coming in and, uh, it'll be interesting. Texas had some really good success for going with a very small lineup. A lot of that was based off of a, uh, big man that Oklahoma state did not have available to him, but that small lineup really spread the floor. They may still just decide to run that anyway, because, you, look uh, good. you know, they may have, if, if he were still available, decide to run that anyway, because of the matchup problems it creates. So yeah. should be interesting. That'll be a, a big crowd, you know, Texas, a top 10 team coming into, uh, the, I, I forget the name, but I think that's one of the largest basketball arenas in the, in the Southeast, if not the, one of the largest college basketball arenas in the entire country. So it should be a, a big environment in Knoxville. And yeah, like you said, this game's going to be a quadrant one win the whole way on that, on the resume building uh, aspect of it. So uh, escaping, even if you escape with a one point win that as a result of, I think they missed a layup pretty close to the end of the game last year. Wins a win's a win. Even though it's not a Big 12 game, you will take that. It'll look good next to Creighton, next to Gonzaga. Both those games are still resume builders and uh, uh, should be a fun one this Saturday for the Horns. One more recruiting thing before we get out of here, Justin. There were a handful of offers uh, that we talked about um, You know, on, on Inside Texas all week. I'm sure they've been talked about a bunch uh, on this channel. In fact, I know they've been talked about a bunch on this channel. Uh, but one of the more interesting ones went to a prospect from the Metroplex, uh, Denton Geyer, 2025, Xavier Uponu, uh, guy who's pretty new to football, uh, but he's already got some of the, the top programs around the country on him, including Oklahoma, uh, you know, Miami, Cal, and then Texas joined the fold this past weekend when he was visiting uh, Austin during the junior day. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, Puno is a really interesting recruit, Joe. Um, this kid is very new to football. He told us after after Saturday that he, he really started playing football for the first time last year. 
And at Denton Geyer, if you're a starter on the defensive line, you're a pretty solid guy. You're, you're a pretty talented dude. Their backups have wound up have had scholarship offers and wound up to go play at the next level. Uh, Geyer does a lot of good things on defense. The fact that this young man plays so early with such little experience, it's something to be noteworthy. Uh, his offer list is already impressive. I think it was a foregone conclusion that Texas would extend him. He really liked clicking with Bo Davis. He, he, he thought that was a great relationship. He, he thinks that they're building there. Uh, he really connected with, with some of the other D-line recruits. Uh, yeah, he's 2025. It's a little early, but this is a kid you got to watch. I think he's going to have 30 or 40 offers in the next year. Uh, his He has a lot of natural strength. He has a, a, a and he doesn't have any bad habits. He has a lot of uh, he's just so so strong in his core. He's strong with his hands. He's got great feet. And for a guy that's barely played football and and, and now starting at Geyer, that that should get your attention. So you know when we always talk about well who's the next guy up and who's the next guy that that people need to pay attention to. I was I was really excited to meet this kid because I'd seen his tape before and I wasn't able to to, to ever meet him face to face. But getting to talk to him and just, just seeing the joy that he is, you could tell how grateful he was for the for the offer and, and just for the invitation. And to me, that that's part of the fun job. Part part of the fun of the job is to to see those kids, to to see them, you know, kind of see their dreams being realized before our eyes, because we're there from the beginning, middle, and the end. Uh Akpuno's a good kid, and he is going to be a national guy. Uh, if we're talking about edge guys in 2024, Colin Simmons is the number one name. Akpuno's not necessarily an edge. I think he he does uh, probably project more to the interior. But if you watch some of his tape, they, they they're, he's versatile. They have him on the inside a lot. They have him on the outside some. And and when they run that three four, he is disruptive. And for a, like I said, for a kid that's never really played football before, that should get a lot of uh, college coaches excited. Yeah, and uh, very interesting. You know, this is one of the – Denton Geyer is one of the top programs uh, in the state. Um, obviously, Texas has had some success getting guys from there in the past. Uh, Gerard Hurd's the, the biggest one I can think of. Uh, but it's been a little bit. They've gone to Denton Ryan uh, with between Austin Jordan and uh, uh, Jatavian Sanders and now, of course, Anthony Hill. Uh, they've been there. Uh, now we'll see if they can get somebody else from uh, Denton ISD over the course of this cycle. And of course, that's one of the names known 2025. You know, there, uh, if you check out on three, you know, it seems like DeCorian Moore, Devin Sanchez, Devon Mitchell, Kalik Lockett, Kelvion Riggins, two of those guys were um, in Austin this past Saturday. Uh, Ponu's definitely going to be in that group of, of uh, top prospects the Longhorns will be after. So, um, I think that about wraps it up. Justin, you got anything else you want to add? Hey, come hang out with us at InsideTexas.com. It's uh, every day is a party. Absolutely. Like the uh, like it mentions, 30 bucks until August 31st. You get Junior Day uh, info and recaps. So I just posted one today on one of the top defensive backs in the Metroplex for 2024. Justin's got more coming, especially on the offensive lineman from the Houston area. Uh, so you'll have uh, all the recruiting updates. It's camp season, uh, you know, uh, independent camps, um, workouts, so many different things all the way up through training camp. So uh, that includes fall practice and as well as spring practice. 
make sure you come and check us out. Never been a better time. This deal, don't know how long it's going to last, so make sure you jump on it. Also, make sure you subscribe to this channel. Turn on notifications. We got stuff coming on here. We got uh, videos showing up here every single day between me, Bobby, Justin, Eric, Ian, Jerry, everybody. Uh, we always keep it going on here. So thank you to Justin for uh, doing our normal Thursday chat. Thank you to our producer, Matthew Hutchinson. And uh, I'm Joe Cook. Thank you for checking us out. Check out Inside Texas, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again, and hook them.